Well, Alan and Mickey, thank you so much for joining us for our Mission Summit uh, this year. It's the second time we've had both of you online. Uh, why don't you say hello to everybody in our congregations, both in our East and our North Campus? Uh, well, hello, everybody in your East and uh, North Campus. Uh, it's very uh, nice to be with you again and to be able to uh, share with our brothers and sisters there uh, the things that uh, God has been doing with us over here in uh, Maasai, which is on the uh, Thai Myanmar border. So, so uh, lovely to be with you. Thank you. And um, we know that from when we were visiting uh, Sue and I there uh, not that long ago, you're right, you are in Thailand, but your ministry is mainly for Burmese people in that part of the world. You have different projects, which I'll ask you about in a minute. Just explain what it's like at the moment living where you are. So for those who are watching our, our stream right now, um, one, one way to explain it, it's, there's a river that is the border between the two countries, which is Thailand and Myanmar. So it's a bit like mm -hmm. um, the Chukamoama, Aubrey Wodonga sort of thing, isn't it, Alan? So just explain yeah. what it's like living there because a lot of the Burmese come for work into Thailand, but that border's closed at the moment because of COVID. Yeah, well, that's right, Greg. Um, uh, they are two uh, sister towns. And if you were to go up the, the nearby lookout and look down, you, you could not tell uh, where one began and the other ended. So they, uh, but it's separated by a very small river, uh, which is called the Ruak River. And you've seen it, Greg, it's a bit like a what a, a canal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. it's a bit like the Yarra River in some parts, very narrow <laughs> and not that hard to get across. Yeah, well, that's right. So, uh, so in normal times, uh, the people come from Myanmar to work in Thailand, uh, and uh, you know, they particularly in this region here, uh, we're in what's known as the Chiang Rai province, uh, which is the most northerly. Uh, province in uh, Thailand and actually Maasai, our town, is the most northerly town in Thailand and and uh, from here we're only about 500 metres into Myanmar. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're literally right on the border crossing and in yeah. fact, um, Mickey, I remember we went across the border and you took us up to um, some of the uh, property that Kingdom Mission International has purchased and... Uh, you looked after us that day. We spent a whole day in Myanmar. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was so, very, um, it was very, very good. But Alan, tell us a little bit around. Um, you're not just in, you know, based in Thailand, but doing ministry in Myanmar. You are, have just planted in Lahore, Pakistan. You've got. Um, the possibility of some work happening in ministry in Sri Lanka. So just for people who are watching our stream, and again, because you couldn't get here um, as we'd previously planned, um, just explain, you know, you're a church planting ministry. You've got a real heart for that part of the world. Just explain some of the other things that you're involved in and where you are currently. Okay, well, several years ago, probably eight or nine years ago, uh, we had a young man come as a student to uh, Kingdom Mission 
and he is from Pakistan. His name is uh, Norman Prince. And um, we we really bonded and, and um, uh, you know, have pretty much a father-son relationship. And uh, through him, uh, my interest in Pakistan began. Uh, if I were to be really honest about the situation, Pakistan was probably in my uh, bottom 10 of countries that I ever wanted to visit. So God had another plan, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and that's mainly because of all the trouble and different things that they've been that they have up there. But through Norman, uh, I became more and more interested, and then I got to know his family online, and I, I they they would get uh, groups of people together and on Sundays, and then I would uh, preach occasionally online uh, to them and. I got to know them and his grandfather in his 90s who sadly passed away a few months ago. Right. Uh, so more and more that love for Pakistan began to grow. So we felt that it was right and uh, primarily at their request uh, to start our, to start a church in Lahore where, where most of his family lived. And, uh, and so that's how that began in, in January or first or second yeah. Sunday, uh, January gone, uh, we commenced services uh, into Lahore. And, and uh, that's, that's continued to, to grow and uh, things happening. And then about uh, three weeks ago, uh, we commenced uh, online uh, training uh, uh, with them as well, uh, together with Pastor uh, Mark Andrews uh, from uh, UK. So we, we've been doing that. And, and Nikki at the moment is also translating a lot of material so we can use that material for our people in uh, Myanmar. So, so that's how the, the whole uh, thing with Pakistan began. And uh, then uh, somebody donated us a block of land in Pakistan as well, which is a few hours out of Lahore. And the plan there is to uh, put a training centre and a church and uh, maybe a, a, a Christian school there. Wow. So, uh, yeah, that's... The, it's it's incredi incredible that you've been able to do that. I mean, I, I've i met Norman. He's an, he's an amazing, godly young man, isn't he? He really does have an yeah. anointing and a, he's very yeah. dedicated and passionate and so, I mean, it's just amazing how God has connected you with him. And also, I had the privilege of actually being online for that very first service um, in Pakistan yeah. in January this year. What, what an incredible yeah. story and testimony to God's goodness in the midst of everything else. Um, you know, it's happening globally and, and where you guys are. And we, we just think it's incredible how God has, has made that possible. And now Sri Lanka is a possibility as well. So just unpack that a little bit for us. You might be have a ministry oh, in Sri Lanka. Yes. Well, uh, I can't say this happened accidentally. It happened, uh, I don't know what the word is, but it's, uh, God ordained. Um, somebody suggested that I go to Sri Lanka to meet this particular pastor for a variety of reasons, which I won't go into in depth. Uh and we were looking at when could we go, and we, we somehow we decided that we would go September about three years ago. 
uh, and um, so we went up there to meet him, and it and and while we were in his office, he he was talking about this course uh, that he was going to start a Master of Arts in Organisational Leadership uh, through the uh, college up there. And when he told us about it, I, I had a witness in the spirit that I should do the course, right? And I've done three years. I've only got two more subjects to go after this to complete it. And um, anyway, one of the uh, uh, men on the course, I was going to say young, he's probably 45. Uh, <laughs> it's, well... I know you thought I was 25. Yeah, you're only 20. I thought you were 26, but 25 oh, is good. Yeah. We'll, we'll stick with 25. <laughs> but uh, 45 is is now young for me, Greg. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, so we became really good friends. He's a very humble, uh, beautiful man of God. And, uh, and I ended up visiting. I've been to his uh, church and stayed in his home now on a couple of occasions. Uh, down, he's down near Gaul, which is in the south. And uh, we, we've bonded, become really good friends. And uh, and I've preached in his church a couple of times. And he he has this land out behind his church. And he said to me, look, he said, I'd like to like us to start a training centre there. W- would you come and uh, start with us, you know? So the door is wide open there. And, and actually, he's, he's amazing. He has discipled, I think it's 15 men in his church he's taken them through a two or three years discipling uh, process and uh he well the last time i asked him they had started uh 45 cell groups wow uh, from that so it's just a, a, a proof to the testimony of discipleship and uh, mentoring and, and one-on-one training yeah uh, and yeah. so that's the sort of uh, thing that we are continuing to do and that's our heart as well now is to really disciple yes and uh so we're, we're looking to link with him and uh, give uh, more in-depth training to people and and really equipping them uh, to be effective or more effective uh, ministers of the gospel now your passion so that, your, your passion really is training and development you know planting brand new churches bringing the gospel into unreached villages tribal groups and areas across really the Golden Triangle and beyond. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you've, you've trained around about 100 people at the moment. And so, again, for those who are watching us right now, to give them some context, um, where you're based, you have a, your own church there, but also a training centre. And, of course, pre-COVID, um, it, you were training some incredibly gifted uh, young men and women. Just tell us a little bit about you know, some of the stories that have come out from what's happened as a result of you training those church planters and people for other forms of, of service in God's kingdom? Uh, well, I'll talk about a few of them. Um, one of them, I, Greg, I think is your favourite, and that is uh, a young lady called Rose. Yes, I remember <laughs> Rose is, wow, she is a yeah. gifted teacher, passionate oh, evangelist, incredible. Yeah, yeah tell, give us an update on Rose. Okay, so um, Rose is currently uh, in the Delta region of Myanmar. That her village is down there, and uh, that's a village we visited. Oh, I don't know, about five years ago. And and Mickey's uh, cousin is the pastor down there. Well, they call him the bishop. Oh, he's got a number of churches throughout the region, and 
So Rose came from there and, and, and she's returned to that region and she's still, well, she's evangelising, she's going village to village and uh, she, nothing has stopped her. Right? And, and as I was telling you earlier, uh, now though she and probably most of her village have COVID. Yeah. Right? Uh, but she's in the recovery phases. But that she's, she still hasn't stopped. You know, no. she's still going for God and uh, winning people to Jesus, and it's fantastic. Can you just, um, just and, describe for us the Delta region, what it's like, what are the villages like there? Uh, well, Mickey, do you want to describe it? <laughs> it's back to me. Okay. Um, well, the Delta is a, is a very low-lying region, and, well, I guess uh, it, it, most people will probably know what a Delta is. It's where... A river, which in this case is the Yerrawaddy River, which is one of the longest rivers in the world. Uh, yeah, uh, as it as it comes to towards the ocean, uh, they they tend to split into lots of different streams, right, running through the region, and uh, and I think pretty much in the shape of a D, which is where the word delta comes from, uh, and and but they're very low lying. They'd only be maybe a couple of metres above water level. Uh, and, and that area uh, was one that was particularly hard hit by uh, cyclone. Was it cyclone? Nagus was a cyclone or a... Yeah. Yeah, that hit that region about eight, eight years, ten years ago or something. Uh, and actually about four... 13 years ago. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and about 400,000 people died. Yeah. Right. Because of that Nargis. So, um, so the people down there uh, live pretty much a subsistence lifestyle. There's not a lot of money in the region, and uh, Mickey's um, uh, one of her, her younger. She's got two younger sisters, uh, Augustina. She lives down there, uh, at, not in that village, but she's right on the beach. So the village is uh, on the beach itself. Uh, and and they, that whole village was destroyed by Nargis uh, about 13-odd years ago. Uh, so down there, life is, is not easy. Uh, and uh, Rose and, and various other ones, uh, uh, Same has uh, one of our graduates, uh, she has started a, a very successful children's ministry down there at the moment. She's, uh, she's going really well. Uh, Winton is in another village. He's also uh, established a, uh, a children's work and, and, and heading towards church development as well. Um, uh, hey, Palu, do you remember Hey, Palu? Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, she just sent us yesterday uh, a video where she's uh, also ministering to children in Yangon and, and she was leading them uh, to salvation on, on, and we could see it happening on video. Wow. Uh, so uh, up in the north in the Kachin state, uh, we've got Roy Jar. She was one of our uh, lecturers, yeah, teachers. And, and she's established a great uh, women's ministry and, and church and leading uh, lots of them to Jesus. Uh, uh, so, we, you know, there's lots of things happening. Yeah, uh, look, of, it's incredible what God is doing through your yeah. graduates. And, I mean, I personally, because I know you, um, the dedication and the commitment that both Mickey and yourself have in developing, or particularly a lot of them are young adults, like it's really the, 
the next generation and they're on fire for God in very yeah. difficult circumstances. And, you know, there's a whole range of different things. So obviously COVID is a, is a layer at the moment um, like it is yeah. for everyone around the world. But what, what just unpack the golden triangle a little bit. There are obviously some very unique factors. It's, so there's just for everybody watching our, our conversation now, it's really a combination of three countries. So you have Myanmar, Laos, and you also have Thailand. Um, it's, it's very tropical, a lot of jungle and waterways and rivers. A lot of the villages don't have... Um, you know, what we would understand as, as roads or easy access to get in and out. So what are some of the unique challenges about the Golden Triangle and the people that live there? Well, as you said, it's uh, where these three countries uh, converge. And, and Maasai is classified as being in the Golden Triangle. And, and, and well, what it's famous for, really, is drug and human trafficking. Yes. which is not a great thing to be known for. Uh, so, and, and that's still happening uh, as we speak. Uh, uh, there's a lot of human traffic and things happening. Uh, we're about uh, 30 minutes from the Mekong River, and you've been there with us, Greg, and we've, we've crossed uh, the river uh, into uh, Alao. Well, it was a, it was a village. But now they've allowed the Chinese to have it as a, a, an economic zone. So now there's many high-rise buildings that have gone up. The whole, the whole character of the place has changed. Um, so, yeah, but people, I mean, they, they are accessible. Uh, but, you know, sort of the difficulty really uh, is uh, going into places like uh, Communist Laos uh, and... Uh, having to be very careful uh, in the sense of um, you know, how you approach people and things like that. Yeah. Uh, like uh, a couple of years ago, we had a lot of our students go up to Jai Lap, which is uh, in Myanmar, and you've been there. Yes. Uh, and it's just across the river. Uh, again, it's like uh, Maasai and Tetelai. Uh It's just across the river from, uh, again, the Mekong. Uh, from Laos uh, there, and uh, you know we we had one of our guys that went across, and he, he was running from house to house uh, trying to get them to repent, <laughs> uh, which is good. But uh, he was doing it uh, very visibly, and 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 uh, apparently uh, earning the ire of a, of a lot of onlookers. So you have to be subtle. Yeah, <laughs> you do. You do have to be. You have to do it in a way that that connects yeah. to people and don't draw this attention to yourself. I remember um, Mickey tried to get us into Laos and yeah. uh, Sue and I were at the border crossing there at Touch a Lake and they wouldn't let us across without the proper paperwork. But it mm. definitely is, um, you know, again, for people who haven't travelled to, to that part of the world, there are some significant challenges. So like you said, there's um, people trafficking, um, the, it's one of the highest producers of amphetamines in the world that goes globally. Um, there's poor education. Um, women often get married in their very early teens. There's yeah. no education, you know, opportunities. And I know that's on your heart as well is developing um, when you're building in some of these areas that you've got to actually develop like a women's centre as well 
as well as a church and all the other stuff that's on your heart there. And that, that's a big thing, I think, uh, from my experience and, and Sue, when we were with you, is really just being able to help um, and support women in those, you know, in those situations. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's very much uh, on Mickey's heart uh, as well, is, is the women's ministry and, and meeting those needs. Mickey, would you like to say something? <laughs> just, just so everyone understands, it's not that Mickey doesn't talk, but just uh, confidence in speaking English, which I do understand in another yeah. language. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, I don't... He, he is my assistant. What yeah, he's, he's your interpreter, her, Mickey. Her interrupter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, well, Mickey has no trouble uh, making her thoughts known to me, so. <laughs> well, that's good, Alan. That, that's actually a bonus, I would say, if you can understand each other because uh, she is yeah. Burmese and you're, you're Australian. Um, yeah, just, right. just with your dedication and your service, I mean, you're an absolute champion, both of you, in what living in the conditions you do, you know, the almost no income. So there's only a few other churches like Uni Hill Church supporting you. I'm just wondering, again, for you, Alan, being Australian, you understand our culture. What what mm-hmm. do you think we need to hear from people like you, you know, for Christians living in Australia? What What do you think, you know, what have you learned that you could pass on to us and encourage or challenge us? Um, that's a, yeah, very good question. Uh, let, let me put it this way, and I don't know whether this is a direct answer to that question or not. You know, God wires us all differently. Right? And right from when I was, from my earliest memories, I've always had an interest in other cultures and other people uh missions always excited me uh some of the stories i've read hudson taylor ct stud uh, just goes on and on uh donna and judson uh one of my greatest delights was to stand behind the pulpit it was just a, an empty church but it was a church that judson uh, donna and judson built and he was the first real effective ministry to um Myanmar, or yeah. then burma and, and just yeah, I, those sort of things thrill me. To, just to think, yeah, the brothers and sisters that have come before, and uh, and just what God's accomplished through them and and through their faithfulness. And but I'm I'm wired that way, uh, and and that's something that God's just done. Uh. Other people, then they don't have that same wiring. But they have a different wiring that might maybe doesn't turn me on. <laughs> uh, and uh, so w- what I'm saying is we're all made differently. And and the, the thing is to find out what that calling of God, what what's the DNA, what what has he put inside of you? Right? And and work with what he's done inside you. Don't try to be something that he hasn't made you. Uh, and but be the best you that you can be for the kingdom of God. So that's that's my advice. Uh, well, that I mean, what a great encouragement because really we all have to be faithful to the gift and the mm. talents 
and the calling that God has put on all our lives. And obviously yeah. not every Christian is going to serve in a cross-cultural situation like you are um, and also with Mickey. But, but we ha- you know, it's well done, good and faithful servant. That's, that's what we know Jesus wants to say to us when we yes. stand before him. And we have to be faithful to the callings and the gifts that are on our lives. And that includes yeah. any aspect of our life. And that's why, you know, your faithfulness and our faithfulness here um, is that's what God looks at. If he's, if he's given you something to do in this world, which he has, are we fulfilling it um, with passion for him and doing it faithfully? And so just tell us as we wrap this up, we want to pray for you. I want to pray for you now, but so we can keep praying as a whole church. Just tell us some things that we should be keeping in mind and lifting up before God on your behalf. Well, probably our greatest prayer at the moment uh, and focus is on those who are suffering inside Myanmar. Uh, Greg, you know, uh, you'd know a, a lot about what's happening and uh, the people have suffered with COVID and, and they're suffering tremendously. They have, in, in most cases, they have no medicine, they have no vaccines, they have very limited to no oxygen for people who are in real need. They have many people, most people are not working. Uh, there's no income. People are destitute. And the country is falling apart. Right? So the prayer there is that in the midst of all this calamity and crisis, that the people's hearts will be open to Jesus. Yeah, amen. And, and that they will come to him even in the midst of all that's happening. Yeah. What, what's happening with the military is evil, yes. absolutely evil. Uh, and just pray that the people will be set free. Uh, I think like we have many of our graduates, students, um, family, because Mickey is from Myanmar. Uh, we have, we're, we're, we're dealing with real situations all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's life and death, isn't it? It's absolute life life and death. death. Yeah, and and sometimes, like, I see all these people in my country complaining because they have to be locked down for two weeks. Uh, The people in Myanmar would love the opportunity to be locked down and to be looked after. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very, two very different worlds. Yeah. Well, let's, Uh, why don't don't we pray? Let's pray together now and... We're going to continue to pray for um, what you're doing through Kingdom Mission International, um, but also for the country of Myanmar. Let's pray. Father God, you rule over all principalities and powers. Lord, there is nothing that is out of your control. Mm. And Lord, we've heard just a glimpse, just just a, a microscopic story of people suffering tremendously. Lord, we think of the military coup that recently took place. We think of COVID. Lord, we think of all the levels that have led to people not having any income, starvation, no medicine. Father God, you can intervene and make a difference. And and as Alan's cry of his heart is that your gospel would go out and people would respond no matter what life circumstance. And that that's for us as well, Father God, that 
we would be faithful to the calling on our lives and we would preach the gospel and help other people come to know you. Lord, we know that life on earth is limited, but eternally we live with you when we receive your free gift of salvation. So, Father, we pray for your intervention within the government of Myanmar. Lord, we pray for for salvations. We pray, Father, for the transformation of every village and that culture in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for joining us today for our Mission Summit. Alan and Mickey, we are praying that you'll be here in person next time uh, because that was our original plan. So I really appreciate you sharing your heart and really the last few months with us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Greg, and thank you, Unihill Church. Thank you. What incredible faithfulness from Alan and Mickey. What incredible faithfulness as they pursue the thing, the calling that God has put on their heart. If there ever was an argument today about whether or not the faith promise gifts that we make are effective, are gospel pushing, are, are wonderful gifts to the world, this is it. These two people are it. Can I challenge you, church? If you haven't yet, if you haven't made a decision yet, now, at this moment, take the time to think about what you're going to invest into Helen and Mickey, into these guys, into our missionaries around the world, who are bringing the gospel to people who so desperately need it. You know, an old friend of mine uh, recently uh, was speaking about uh, some work that he's personally doing in Myanmar. Now, he does uh, leadership training around the world with lots lots of different people in lots of different countries. And he has cohorts of leaders in different countries And in Myanmar, they had a cohort of 100 leaders, 100 church leaders being mentored. 50 of those leaders died of COVID in that situation. This country is in desperate need. The situation is desperate. And the gospel need in Myanmar is desperate. Since the military coup happened there, since COVID has ravaged through the streets there, since Christians have experienced such uh, a difficult persecution under, under these leadership changes, the need is huge. And people like Alan and Mickey are answering the call. They're answering the call to meet that need. How good is that? How good is that? So can I speak to my East family directly this morning? East, let's make this a year that we up our giving even more. We're a church that has a history of uh, uh, global missions and supporting uh, global missions around the world generously. Let's continue that heritage. Let's continue to give generously uh, to uh, the work of Ellen and Mickey and those um, that we're supporting around the world, such as Vince, 
such as uh, the school in Black Sands. Let's continue uh, to see God's kingdom advanced around the world. Do you know what? God's kingdom is advancing. COVID has not stopped it. Military coups will not stop it. Difficulty will not stop it. There is nothing that can stop the advance of the kingdom of God. Let's partner with that. Let's partner in that. Let's be about releasing those who are on the field, who are in distant, far-flung places, who are in difficult situations, bringing the gospel message. Let's be people that are generous to that so the gospel can be extended to the ends of the earth. I want to thank you uh, for your generosity in the past. And I want to absolutely challenge you this morning. How can we be generous this coming year to see the gospel advanced, the kingdom of God advanced, despite the situation that we might be in? You know, we are passionate about the gospel here. We are passionate about the good news of Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ sets free from sin. The greatest affliction in this world the greatest affliction in this world is the sin that uh, we, we are afflicted by often. But the great news is this. God has released us from the bondage of sin, the shame of sin, the guilt of sin. God has released us through His Son, Jesus Christ, and His sacrifice on the cross. That's a message that's worth spreading to the ends of the earth. That's a message that's deeply precious because when we're bonded by sin, when we're bonded by shame, our decisions, our thinking is, becomes affected by that guilt and shame. But there is freedom in Jesus Christ. And if you don't know that freedom this morning, I want to invite you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. We had been talking about missions. We've been interviewing Alan and Mickey. The reason why people would go overseas and spread uh, the news of Jesus Christ and put themselves in these difficult situations is because we know there is freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. And we want the whole world to know the freedom that is in Him. And we want you to know that freedom also this morning. You know, in Romans, it says that if you declare with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. You'll be saved, forgiven of your sin. Your guilt, your shame, everything that you hold on to, taken away, washed away by His sacrifice on the cross. And it's as simple as that. There's no requisite that you do any special uh, ritual. There's no requisite that you need to... uh, achieve a certain amount of things. Jesus has achieved everything. The simple ask is that we believe in 
our heart and profess it with our mouth. If that's you this morning, if you don't know the wonderful freedom that is in Jesus Christ, I want you to, to in, invite you to pray uh, with me right now. But uh, if you pray this prayer, and it's the first time you've prayed this prayer, I want you uh, to jump on the website, go to unihillchurch.com.au and go to the Contact Us uh, uh, page there and let us know, let me know that uh, you've prayed this prayer for the first time. And we will get in touch with you this week. I personally will get in contact with you uh, this week. Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you that you sent your son to die on the cross for our sin. And Jesus, I say today that I believe, I believe that you can wash my sin, that you can clean me from the inside out. And so, Lord God, I declare today, I will follow you. I will follow you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you, church. Thank you for your investment into missions. Missions is something that is deeply passionate, passionately set in my heart because I know the goodness of Jesus Christ. I know the freedom that he brings and he can bring freedom to us personally, to our community, to our nation and to the nations of the world. And one day we'll sing together that the kingdoms of this earth have become the kingdoms of of our God, and He will reign forever and ever. And that's what we want to bring here on earth, God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. God bless you, family. I want to encourage you, keep uh, your head um, high in this season. People are growing tired, I understand. I'm growing tired at times too. I'm growing grumpy at times too. Me grumpy? Never. But we need to keep our spirits lifted because there is goodness in the name of Jesus. There is hope in the name of Jesus. We, there is joy that comes from knowing Jesus. So let's keep our spirits set on the good things of God. Let's keep our minds on things above and let's keep ourselves joyful. Let's keep ourselves joyful. You know what? I don't know if Adam and Eve ever went on, ever had a date, but I do know that they had an apple. I'm very sorry, Church. Love you. Have a great week. <laughs>